Welcome back, everybody. Episode number 220, Galley, the good old hockey podcast. Um, well, I'd say we had a pretty pretty eventful week, especially the last couple of days. I feel like there's been some pretty cool stuff, cool stories to talk about. We'll get into that. Obviously, the big return for Patrick Kane. I'm excited to talk about that. Um, and then also some trade deadline talk with that slowly creeping up. I mean, it's faster than we think it's coming. When's the trade deadline? Like March 20-something? Do you know? In March 8th, dude. This March next... 8th. I want to say oh. it's next Thursday, okay. I want to say. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, shit's, shit's creeping up for sure. Yeah. Next, next week's pod, I think, will be very... We can try to focus if there's nothing. We can try to do, I don't know, sole trade deadline or whatever's in the news right now. Um, but before that, how was your weekend? Weekend was good. Um, you know, Friday didn't do too much, but uh, Saturday went bowling. Did pretty good bowling and went out to downtown Meridian. Nice. Um, went on a hike on Saturday. It was fucking beautiful on mm-hmm. Saturday. Like, so damn sunny. Um, hope everyone got outside that's in the Boise area. Because mm-hmm. it, it snowed today, which was like, what the yeah. fuck? I know, um, it's coming down pretty hard, too. Yeah, coming went went from like 60 degrees and sunny to yeah. fucking snowing, but uh, that's that's the fucking Northwestria. And then Sunday I had a hockey game. Um, we needed a win or tie to make it into playoffs in our five-team league. There's four teams that, or I think it's six-team <laughs> league, whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we tied. So it was the most celebratory tie I've ever been a part of. But we made the playoffs. It's all that matters. Regular season doesn't doesn't matter. I think yeah. this year though, my beer league team has the most ties I've ever heard of of any hockey team having. Like I'm yeah. pretty sure we have more ties than losses and wins. I want to say we have like six or seven ties out of like twenty something games played. Yeah. So we've tied every single team in the yeah. league. Um, I think we've potentially lost every single team besides one team, um, mm-hmm. who's in last place. But uh. Yeah, we're defending champions, so it, you know we're, we're sneaky when it comes into the playoffs. When it's playoff times, yeah. uh, you know we we turn it up. So hopefully that's the case. But I'm I'm super bummed because if we do make the finals again, I'm gonna be up in Calgary. Uh, so oh. gonna probably miss the chipper game, which really fucking sucks. But yeah. we'll see. Maybe there might be a flight flight change yeah. in the works on that Sunday <laughs> if we do make it. Yeah. But we'll we'll see. But how's are you gonna to go to a Flames game in Calgary, or are you just going? Down? Yeah, so March March fourteenth, I'm going up to Calgary with my girlfriend and uh, my little brother and some of his friends, and we're gonna go see a Canadians Flames game. Ooh. Go out, hit the town in Calgary. It's a super fun yeah. town to go out in. Great nightlife. Um, Calgary is one of my favorite cities in North America to go to. It's beautiful, clean. Uh, my favorite hockey team plays there, which is a yeah. little biased, yeah. but. It's a really, really sick city, and yeah. um, I mean, some cities get bad raps being dirty, and there's a yeah. lot of crime and stuff, but Calgary is, like, fucking squeaky clean. I don't know if it's too cold for that shit up there or what it is, but Probably, yeah. um, super stoked to go up to Calgary. I went up there all the time growing up, uh, playing hockey and seeing Flames games and stuff, so um, stoked. I haven't been up there since 2020. Last time I was up there, this is a funny story, so last time I was up there was the Battle of Alberta, and it was the cool. game... Kachuk, like after the game, yeah. he was like, "Stay off the rails to Zach Cassian." It was yeah. like that famous game, yeah. um, one of the best Battle of Alberta's I think of all time. So I'm stoked I got to see that, but I haven't been back since. So excited to go back up to Canada. Wow, who are they playing that game? 
Uh, they're playing the Canadians. Oh, that's right. You said that. Okay, cool. Yeah, so okay. I have to get Cody, Cody, yeah, uh, some shit. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, big time. How was your weekend awesome. though? Pretty good. Uh, we went to pay it on Saturday. Uh, it was pretty fun. Got tricked into going downtown. Um, and by tricked, I agreed to it. But <laughs> like beforehand, they were just like, "Oh yeah, let's go to pay it," and then we get there, and they've already been <clears> drinking. And they're like, "Let's go downtown," and I'm like, "Fuck you!" But over, I mean, it was fun. Uh, downtown was pretty wasn't that busy i mean pay it was fun because it was nice out um yeah shit that must have been nice on saturday man yeah it was busy too there's a lot of people there um but other than that friday well we went to end zone on friday that was fun um oh fuck yeah end zone's always a good time i'm never not gonna have a good time there um and then sunday kind of just did a lot of i don't know around the house stuff little chill day and then today you know getting ready for this episode um but with that being said we had a pretty fun week of hockey uh first thing you can kick it off galley with three stars of the week you kind of made this list so go ahead and yeah 100 percent. so that this isn't our three stars of the week we should start doing probably our own that might be kind of cool um but we're just going off the nhl's three stars of the week they announced it this morning um which this is monday is when this is being filmed um so kirill kaprizov rounded out um as the first star uh mm-hmm. of the week then it was a uh, second star was mitch marner and third star was igor shesterkin um so yeah just to start off with career kaprizov first of all he got six goals and six assists in four games like mm-hmm. that's that's yeah. crazy that's a yeah. that's three points per game for mm-hmm. you know all three of those or all four of those games um and you know looking at the standings the Minnesota Wild, they're not out of the playoff race, so it's going to be kind of interesting what they do. Um, yeah. One at the trade deadline, if they're going to try to acquire anyone, but um, I mean, you want your best players firing when it comes to the, you know, comes close to the playoffs, and I think that's a really good sign for the Minnesota Wild. Um, and, you know, when you got a goalie like Marc-Andre Fleury and some very talented players, I mean, low-key, like, no one has talked about them this year, so... Mm-mm. Um, they've kind of stayed under the radar and a lot of times I feel like in the NHL, that's good because you don't got yeah. the spotlight on you. Um, and especially Kuro Kaprizov, I feel like he's not the biggest personality, but holy shit, he's a, he's a really good hockey player. I mean, I want to say he's a point per game since he's been in the NHL. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say he's probably top five Russian in the league. I'd probably say, you know, it's Kucherov, obviously yeah. number one, number one. Yep. um, I mean, you can't give disrespect to Ovechkin. He's just been so good yeah. all, all yeah. his career. So he's probably up there too. Um, mm-hmm. But then, you know, I'd probably say he's, yeah, I'd probably say he's three. I mean, Kaprizov's yeah. pretty damn good. Um, just looking at the, I'm looking at the standings right now. It looks like, yeah, the, the Wild are four points out of the second wild card spot. Um, they're 28, 24, and six. So, I mean, it's definitely still a possibility. And I mean the the wild card spots are going to be very interesting in the West. I mean, there's there's yeah. not that many mm-hmm. points between, um, you know, three four teams outside of the the second wild card spot. But I don't know. You got anything to add on Kaprizov? Yeah, I mean Kaprizov. I feel like he, yeah, like you said, with the Wild, he's been pretty quiet uh, in terms of in the news. Um, but man, six goals, six assists, which also reminds me of someone else who we can get into later, but. 
Austin Matthews freaking hitting 50 goals in 54 games, 51 goals in 54 games. Crazy. Uh, yeah. We could talk about that later. But um, yeah, I mean, you hit it on the head there. Um, I would give him, I'd give him three at currently top Russians in the NHL. Um, yeah. And I feel like he's kind of, he, I know he, or uh, Matt Vimichikov has a very similar situation that Kaprizov was in where, you know, he kind of had to stay in Russia for a bit to finish out his contract and then come out to the States and then he could play. So we'll see yeah. if maybe him and Michikov have this, like, we'll see who is the best Russian out of there, but yeah, um, he's got 297 points in 254 games. So Kaprizov has been yeah. lighting up the league since he's been in, I mean, holy shit, 20, 2021, 22, 108 points is that's that's pretty savage so yeah um gonna be interesting to see what uh you know how the the minnesota wild finish out their season um so yeah we can just go on to the second star uh mitch marner he's got one goal and nine assists uh through four games played this past week um i think a big big part of that probably assisting matthew's goals somewhat um and i think last week was when that 10 to 7 game happened that that high ass scoring game so yeah. he probably racked yeah. up some points there but uh, mitch marty just consistent yeah. he's good every yeah. year um leafs are on a heater right now um you know they're i think they might have actually lost last night but i mean last time i checked they were on a seven game win streak good uh, for them i mean they've they have had i don't know they've had this core of these three players um and they just haven't been able to get anything done we'll see in the playoffs i don't know i don't believe in the leafs i know you don't either um (laughs) i believe in mitch marner and austin matthews and everyone else that's on that team but i don't know what it is I, i think i truly think they are cursed and it's hard to say that they're not i mean especially recently they have a young younger group of players that I think can pan out, but it's good to see Mitch Marner, you know, being talked about. Cause he is a good player. I think he's a great player, obviously yeah. with 10 points in a week. Um, I mean, that's pretty much what McDavid had last week. He had 10, 10 assists, got player of the week last week um, or a three star of the week. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, no, Mitch Marner is super good. I know there's been actually some some talks here and there. I've seen some mock trades with him leaving Toronto, but um, if I was if I was Toronto, I'd keep him for his whole career. Um, I mean, yeah. he's from from the greater Toronto area, and I just feel like Mitch Marner is a solid player to have on your team, both just personality wise, leadership, and his play. I mean, he's a hell of a playmaker. He can score yeah. goals, so um, yeah, well well deserved there. But he's I believe he's having a pretty damn good season as well. Uh, probably a little overshadowed by Austin Matthews, his fucking breaking records and yeah. shit. But um, yeah, yeah. Just to go into the third star. Um, so this is a, the goalie of the hottest team in the NHL right now. They actually did lose last night, so their ten game streak ended. Um, but it's Igor Shesterkin. He went three and zero last week. Um, I think he was a big part of that ten game win streak. Um, and you know, one thing like. 
that I know we're going to get into it later, but you know, the, the Rangers are looking pretty legit. I'm very mm-hmm. excited to see what they do at the trade deadline because every trade yeah. deadline, they're always making big moves. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they're going to they're gonna be definitely a danger coming up. Um, you know, once they make the postseason, it's going to be interesting because I feel like last year was a humongous letdown for them. So they're going to come back pretty hungry. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the Rangers... I don't know. My my thing is so hard to call a team to win the cup at this point, just because the playoffs are just a different animal. Um, but I mean, I feel like people were talking about this with the Knights last year. Um, but it's not guaranteed. I don't think, but I mean, if Igor's on fire in the playoffs, I think like he was this week, I think it's game over for everyone. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah that he's arguably the best player in the league or best goalie in the league. Goalie? So I would think so. I mean, maybe Sorokin, but I think they're pretty, pretty neck and neck. Um, but yeah. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say on Igor? Not really. Just looking at his stats. Yeah. Holy shit. I mean, last week he let in one goal per game. So three goals total in the whole week. Um, was sitting around like a point nine seven five save percentage uh, for each of those games. So, I mean, you need a you need a goalie to play like that. And when you're playing the Dallas Stars, New Jersey Devils, and Philadelphia Flyers, and those three games, I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty legit. So, yeah, um, yeah I think the the New York Rangers are looking pretty nasty, especially with this uh, Matt Remp Rempe. Oh yeah, Is it we'll Remp? get into him. Yeah, Matt Matt Remp. Um, yeah. Let's get into him first, uh, since he's up. So yeah. in the last like four games, he's had what five, four fights in the last five games played in the NHL. He's got he got a goal the other night, which was awesome. Um, yeah. But what I think's interesting about him, with everything, is I don't I don't feel like you know the whole enforcer type of player isn't really a part of the league as much as it used to. Um, mm-hmm. It's still there, obviously, but. It seems like every game he's played, he's had to pretty much prove himself. And I think it's because of how much attention he's getting in the media. Um, That's true. We're talking about it, which means everyone else is talking about it too. Um, and yeah, those fights, he's had some pretty, pretty gnarly fights. Um, the one, who did he fight against? Uh, was it Columbus? Yeah, Ni- yeah Nicholas does. Delorier, Nicholas yes. Delorier, a little hard, hard name, French yeah. name for yeah. me, but yeah, I think my question is like, was that fight fight of the year? I think so. I mean, we don't really get a whole lot of. I, I feel like I don't know how to say this. Yeah, I I think it was fight of the year just based off of everything and just like the story behind him. And at that point, that was his what fourth fight in the fifth game, uh, and it seems like every day on my timeline there was a Matt Remp fight shown up every time I scrolled at least like every hour or so. But um, in that fight, I mean, Delorier got, he won the fight technically, if you want to look at it that way, but I don't know if you saw the picture of them both in the box. I would say Matt Remp won that fight, even though, yeah, he got taken down, whatever, but he kicked his ass and I mean, Deloria is not the biggest guy. He's he's tall, but Matt Ramp also just makes him look like a pipsqueak. Yeah, um, holy shit, six foot eight, two hundred and forty pounds. That's yeah. that's a specimen. 
I mean, that's that that's a specimen in any sport, let alone hockey. I mean, I feel like hockey players are not usually that big. I mean, that's that's like fucking Chara size. You yeah. know, I mean, that's that's Chara pretty raw. And... Like he wasn't Chara was a outlier. It's not like the NBA where they're all that high. Like, yeah, he's definitely big dude. I think he has. <laughs> I want to say I don't know if this is accurate anymore, but he had had like less than a minute of time on ice, but he had like 27 penalty minutes. I'll pull up the graphic. Um, but yeah, he had like, uh, I have it saved on my phone actually. Um, yeah, he's been, I mean, if you're like a veteran, someone who's known for fighting and you see this kid, uh, you know, getting all this attention, you're going to want to challenge him. And with Deloria, I know they were talking before the game too, just kind of yeah. like in warmups, like they were going to get it on. Um, I can't find that photo, but they, yeah, he's, we'll see. I mean, I think he's definitely a good asset to the Rangers. Um, I mean, it all started with that, that fight in the, what's called stadium series game that we talked about. Um, yeah, dude, I, I feel like, with that specific fight, yeah, I know the stadium series game. I mean, that was like his introduction into the league, which yeah. is pretty crazy. But I mean, that Delore fight, um, I feel like you don't see fights like that in the NHL a lot of the time. Um, I feel like you see that more in like the Coast League and same with the AHL. Yeah. But um, just to see that uh, that fight, that sort of caliber of a fight and lengthy yeah. fight in the NHL yeah. is like, I think mm-hmm. that's what gets one, the crowd bands loving watching the game yeah. you know both yeah. being there but also on tv but um it just brings a lot of attention to hockey uh whether people like it or not and are against fighting or for fighting um yeah. i think it is a very unique part of the sport and it needs to stay okay oh, yeah. for anyone listening that is against fighting that is what that's one of the things that separates hockey than from any other sport so um yeah I, i'd say it's the, the fight of the year possibly the fight of the past 10 years i haven't seen a, a fight that that good in a while no, i mean they were fucking teen off on each other yeah. i've seen some like knockouts and whatnot but um for two players to be teen off on each other yeah. and going ham like that pretty impressive yeah no it was it was cool to see um yeah uh let's see up next showtime patrick kane what a game like a i'm kind of pissed i wasn't able to watch it because i don't have nhl network um and shame on you nhl to not like no one has cable anymore like you got this freaking espn plus we all have to buy to watch the games and then you're like oh let's throw it on nhl network something no one can watch they did that same thing with the junior world juniors um but i saw a lot of all the highlights and stuff like that start off i mean chris chelios when he was like i mean it was chris chelios night they're retiring his number which is awesome. Uh, great to see. I mean, I know in the past, a lot of Chicago fans have not liked Chelios because of the whole trade thing going to, especially a rival like Detroit, which was actually kind of funny that he got yeah. his jersey retired while they were playing Detroit, the team that he left to that everyone hated. But uh, yeah, he was like, Patrick Kane, don't steal my thunder tonight. And boy, did he. Um, yeah. <laughs> honestly that gave me so like that just gave me the chills like that whole overtime sequence of him doing what he does best and then 
I mean, as if I were a Chicago block, like if, I don't know, uh, if Joe Thornton or Patrick Marlowe were, were to do that to the Sharks or Joe Pavelski, dude, I'd be so happy. I wouldn't care that we lost. Um, and it seemed like the arena was pretty loud cheering, um, which is good to see. I mean, you know, especially he's got a lot of good memories in Chicago and to have that as your first game back, it's that's special. Um, yeah. I thought it was one of the best, like, I feel like they, there's been a little bit of talk about this in the NHL this year, but um, just like tributes and to, yeah. to players coming back. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember when like Pierre Engvall played a few seasons for the Leafs and he got a tribute, um, yeah. which was, uh, I saw a lot of people clowning on that, whatever about yeah. that. I mean, I don't really have yeah. a take on that, but um, I thought Patrick Kane's return was one of the best tributes I've ever seen to mm-hmm. a player returning. And yeah. holy shit, it was long. Like, they gave him like three go arounds of him skating, putting his stick up. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. I thought it was pretty cool. Debrinka, like, uh, kind of shoved him back out there. And yeah. I mean, Patrick Kane's he's gonna go down as probably one of the most legendary Hawks mm-hmm. players and uh, sports figures in, in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, best American, I, mean, I think he's, he's gonna go down as the best American player of all time. Um, yeah. Until Austin Matthews. Yeah. Yeah. It's still Austin Matthews. Even then, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I could see that if he's getting these goal records, but I truly think, even if Matthews has a great career, and it maybe just my bias watching Patrick Kane as a kid growing up, um, I don't know. Patty Kane was so electric. I, okay, this is that sometimes there's film of him playing not sometimes there's film of him playing back in when he first started back in what, 2008, nine or when did he, when did he start playing? Yeah, I think 2008. Yeah. Um, there's film of him as a young kid playing in the NHL and he like has not lost that today. Like he was miles above everyone at that age, at that time, you know, yeah. I think he kind of one revolution revolutionized, just stick handling in general. Um, I remember as a kid watching his videos, him stick handling <clears throat> through all those pucks with the GoPro on. And I tried to recreate that. I got, I got hands of rock. I don't have, or I got hands of steel. I don't have soft hands <laughs> like him, but I tried my best to replicate that. And I don't know. He, he was something else and still is. I'm not speaking of the past. He clearly showed that. Yeah, dude, show Showtime. I mean, yeah. both you and I, I, I remember watching him growing up. I'm like, holy fuck, yeah. dude, Patrick Kane is so sick. I remember that. I want to say it was around like 2010 and 2015, around that mm-hmm. time. He had one season where he fucking scored like over 120 points. It was just the best player yeah. in the league that season. But, um, I mean, he was, I'd probably say, I mean, do you think Patrick Kane was the biggest part of the, the cup runs for, for Chicago? I mean, that team was so stacked just with talent and good like players just like duncan keith uh brent seabrook jonathan taves yeah yeah like it was was marion hosa marion hosa yeah there's so many names on that team that it's tough to give it all to one player i mean i think definitely he's the biggest name especially yeah i mean when they beat philadelphia 
in that overtime, like that overtime goal still gives me chills too. Just that last minute, like where'd the puck go? And it's just Patrick Kane being a fucking wizard. Yeah. And I somehow know. able to score like that. But I truly think he's just, he was miles above everyone. And Austin Matthews is good, but we're in a different age of hockey. And I don't know. It's too hard to compare eras. I hate doing it. Uh, just yeah. It is tough. But my one factor, it's with what I say with Gretzky and kind of the same with Kane is just their level of skill above everyone else. Same with Sidney Crosby and Ovechkin. Yeah. But yeah. Dude, as, as, a, as a 35-year-old too, I mean, yeah. he's won on an eight-game point streak. Um, mm-hmm. He's had 12 points in those eight games, which is yeah. pretty pretty savage for a, for a 35-year-old. Um, so, I mean, I feel like, yeah, he's getting older, but damn, dude, he doesn't look like he's he's changed too much and he's had some injury struggles over the past couple of years yeah. so i think that's that's affected him a little bit but he's back yeah. um but not only that i mean i i mean the red wings are pretty hot right now they have a five game mm-hmm. win streak they're in a playoff spot i want to say their first wild card right now in the in the west yeah. um i mean my my question is like are the red wings legit or are they a contender um because you know they they have a decently good team, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. What's what's your take on that? Honestly, like just with the story that's all around them and I don't know, they've had some trouble here and there. I know Dylan Larkin last year wasn't sure if he was going to stay or not. Um, obviously, they got him re-signed, which is awesome. Tiger captain like that who wanted to play with you um, and then getting to brink it. And then Patrick Kane too, like, out of the East, they're one of my favorites, just personally on a bias level. Um, yeah, that I want them to win. I don't know that their goaltending can hold up with the East and just how talented it is. But I mean, they're winning right now, so it's hard to it's hard to say. What do you think? I don't think they're a contender necessarily unless they have a really strong end of the year i just feel like the one thing they've been struggling with is is goaltending um Mm -hmm. so i mean we could potentially see them in the market for a goaltender come come trade deadline which um we'll yeah we'll we'll get into but uh i mean i just feel like the east is so fucking stacked it's going to be hard for them to to win against other teams but they are looking good right now so i mean they're definitely gonna make the playoffs but um i don't see them going too far um there's just there's too many powerhouses in the east that would are going to knock them out um, that have just a little bit better all around teams. Um, I mean, Steve Eiserman's put together a pretty good team for this year um, coming off of Detroit's past few years, which haven't been as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Um, so I feel like they're, they're going to be dangerous for the next couple of years, um, especially if they do keep Kane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this year, I mean, they've just been a little inconsistent. But like I said, if they do finish off the year strong, I think they're kind of a dark horse. Yeah, no, they for sure are. Um, and man, like, I mean, I'm so excited for playoffs again. Yeah. I said this probably Dude. every episode, but <laughs> like, I don't know. There's something about NHL playoffs and just all the drama leading up to it. It's just like a perfect, I don't know, climax, I guess you could say. No. 100 percent. i'm yeah fucking so stoked and it's like two months away yeah no it's getting close i was thinking about that like a couple minutes ago i was just like holy shit like it's march which means in a month from now 
we're like a week away from playoffs. So I'm excited. I'm excited. We have a podcast to talk about this shit with, um, and everything like that, but let's get into trade deadline. Yeah. March 8th, which if you're listening to this, when this comes out, which is what the 28th, we're pretty much week and a half right now until that trade deadline, uh, break it down for us with the flames and just yeah. in what you're seeing. Definitely. I mean, I know there's been a lot of talk about the flames. I think if any team, I'd probably say the flames, possibly the penguins too, have a lot of talks surrounding them in, in terms of selling teams. But yeah. I think the three biggest teams that are going to be selling are the Calgary flames, Pittsburgh penguins and New York Islanders. Um, out of those three, I mean, we can just start off with the Flames. I know I've talked about this the past couple of podcasts. Um, they do have expiring contracts of two top four defensemen. I know for mm-hmm. sure Hannafin's not going to return. I don't think Chris Tanev is either just because the direction of what the team's going for. I think they're kind of trying to accelerate their rebuild. Um, two two really talented defensemen. Um, Tr- Tanev's a little bit more defensive where Hannafin's kind of a two-way defender. Um, and then also Jacob Markstrom's been thrown and thrown around the name. I, he was reportedly going to go to New Jersey, but the big thing that held New Jersey in that deal up was supposedly they were trying to get Calgary to retain salary, um, which it's kind of crazy. That's what it came down to is retaining a salary off of a player that has two more years left on his contract. Yeah. Um, you'd think, you know, those GMs would have been able to get something done or a compromise with something, but it's yeah. crazy. That's the reason it fell through. Yeah. Um, but I mean, with, with Calgary, it's, they're in such an interesting spot because they do have a lot of older assets, which they could move, which are good. I mean, Nazem Kadri is another name I've seen thrown around and same with Blake Coleman. Um, so they could get some pretty good returns for all those players I listed, especially yeah. Markstrom out of anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, Hannafin, possibly Tanev, those players are going to get first round picks. And then if you throw Markstrom in there, I mean, Markstrom's going to get a lot. So, yeah. um, I don't know. What's, what's your take on the flames? Um, I mean, we kind of talked about this last episode. Um, I feel like the lame, the flames, oh, that was kind of mean, the lames. Yeah. The gosh, flames, dude. Sorry. <laughs> the, flames, the flames do have a lot of, you know, pieces that I think these teams that are making a playoff push could use. Um, and like I said, I mean, trade deadlines, the best time that you're going to have, at least that best return you're going to get on these players. Um, and even if these teams, like some of these teams may be okay with taking Hannafin or Tana for just a year and they get rid of some picks and they're like, we're making a push. We just need that last piece of the puzzle. Um, so it could work out in both teams favors. Um, and I think, yeah, like you said, just trying to accelerate that rebuild and, you know, it's a long process. And if you don't get started on it, you're just delaying any time on it. Yeah. It's just gonna and I, it. as a flames fan, die hard, you know, I really want them to move these players. I mean, it's, yeah. it sounds bad. I mean, I'd love if they move these players and still made the playoffs. Um, that'd be nice, but I'm just sick of the flames being mediocre and, kind of yeah. sitting in the middle of the table because if they don't move them, these players are going to walk and yeah. for nothing. So, yeah. um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what Calgary does. I'm almost positive that they're going to move at least Hannafin, Tanev too. Um, yeah. but shit, if they, if they start the fire sale 
and start throwing Markstrom, Blake Coleman, Nazem Kadri around. Yeah. Oof. I mean, that's like a total roster flip. So yeah, it's gonna yeah. be very interesting to see what the Flames do. But uh, moving on to our next team, we got the Pittsburgh Penguins. They're gonna be another seller, in my opinion. I know, like probably the biggest name in, in uh, the trade deadline right now is Jake Gensel. Um, yeah. He's been on a, a lot of news for for him getting moved. Um, I think you know the biggest thing with the Penguins is they're the oldest team in the league. Um, they have a very slim prospect pool as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if they don't make moves necessarily right now, it could get really ugly um, in the coming years once Crosby and Malkin depart. And same with Carlson too. I mean, yeah. it's crazy they traded for Carlson, and um, you know they're they're kind of failing right now as a yeah. team. I mean, I feel like myself included, I had such higher expectations for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, so it's going to be, it. yeah, it's going to be interesting what the Pens do. I think Jake Gensel is going to get moved um, yeah. to where I don't necessarily know. I feel like something, something tells me that he could potentially get moved to uh, a team like Vegas or a team like Detroit, possibly even too. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's definitely a lot of teams that would love to have Jake Gensel. He's an excellent player. I know a lot of people have been saying, you know, is he as good with, without Crosby? Um, cause I know Crosby has been kind of his alongside him, his whole career. So that's one thing like Chris Kunitz was another, uh, uh, player like that was always alongside Crosby. I've seen a lot of comparisons to Chris Kunitz and once he left, you know, he wasn't that, that good. So. I mean, do you think Jake Gensel is still going to keep it up outside of being with Crosby? I mean, yeah, I don't think he's... I think he's good enough that he can thrive in other environments. Um, but in terms... I mean, it's hard with his deadline talk. Last year, I felt like it was... There was a lot. Um, yeah. You know, like Patrick Kane, Tarasenko... Timo Meyer, like it was, it was a pretty big bidding war. Um, this year, I don't know, nothing super crazy. Um, but Jake Gensel, I think he's the biggest name on here. Unless you, I mean, Markstrom could be val- valuable assets people, but that's if they even trade them, trade him. Yeah. Um, yeah, Gensel's definitely. Yeah, for sure. The Penguins just, I mean. I don't know. I love that they wanted Carlson really bad, but I mean, Carlson's on, if Carlson's the best player on the Sharks and he's putting that stuff up, those points up, yeah, I'm sure he can do that. But in the Penguins team, like it it just, I I didn't smell a lot of benefits coming from it. And I think the Sharks got a better end of the deal on that because I mean, for the Penguins, you just kind of got to try it and be like, you can't say no to Eric Carlson, but, and they didn't, like, the Sharks totally didn't fleece them or anything. They didn't get, like, a ton out of it, but I felt like it was pretty fair. Um, But I don't know. I mean. Yeah, and I feel like the Pens, yeah, there's something. They're old. Yeah, they're so old. I mean, I feel like I've seen some other names. Lars Eller has been thrown around. Uh, same with Raquel. So, yeah. um, you know, it's going to be, I think they're going to, they're definitely going to move Gensel. I feel like there's mm-hmm. too much talk around it that yeah. they, like they wouldn't. Yeah. Um, 
but the Pens are looking like they're going to miss the playoffs. So I, I'd say, you know, especially like in a stacked conference, I think you got to you gotta start moving some players. Um, it would be, pre- I mean, I remember growing up, I loved Crosby. It would be crazy yeah. to see Crosby on another team. I don't think they'll do it, but. Um, he's going to be a penguin for life. And I respect yeah. it. I mean, yeah, he's, he's gotten three cups. I mean, you always want more, but. It'd be tough. I, I don't know if I could picture him on another team. I, I, I don't think I could. That's one player I'm like, there's no fucking ways. Like, pro- probably like Ovechkin's up there too. Like, I couldn't see Ovechkin thought, on another team either. I thought Patrick Kane too, though. I yeah. didn't see him playing anywhere else, but. That is true. Yeah, those two, those two for sure. Like, I mean, I think those two are way more like, no, like they couldn't play anywhere else type people. But. Um, um. Yeah, going on to the next team, though, we'll just finish it out. Um, New York Islanders. Um, and they've been kind of a boring team this year. I know we've talked about them before. Yeah. Fall fucking sleep every time I watch them, I swear. But uh, yeah. they do have a lot of veterans coming up um, with expiring contracts. So it's going to be interesting to see how their management takes on this trade deadline. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, for example, they got Anders Lee, Kyle Parmeri. Brock Nielsen, Pajot. So I mean, those are those are put those are names that you know any team could benefit from um, going yeah. into the playoffs. Um, and you know, right now they, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs necessarily unless some unless Sorokin just somehow fucking stands on his head. But yeah. right now, I I don't slot them in the end of the playoffs. So I think they're going to be a big seller um, yeah. coming up in this trade deadline. Um, and, you know, they could get some, like I said, those are some pretty good names thrown around. Um, so they could get pretty good returns for them. But I just feel like this is the time, like, they're not necessarily, like, leaning too hard to a, a massive rebuild. But I feel like if they could use this trade deadline, they can be a pretty solid team next year. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, my stance on the Oilers are very, very boring. But... It worked Islanders. last year. Islanders. Wait, you said Oilers. <laughs> oh, sorry. Islanders. My God. Um, yeah, Islanders, very boring team. Um, but I mean, it worked for them last year, that style of play. And I could one, I would hate to be a player on that team, feeling the wrath of Patrick Waugh as your head coach, especially if they're seventh in the metro right now. I would be shaking in my boots. Um but yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's with those veteran players, it's like a team could use them, but what are you really going to get out of it? Like maybe fourth, fifth round pick, which could be useful. But, I mean, I think they could they could get a pretty good haul for at least Honors Lee. Yeah. I mean, the other, yeah, the other three names, Nelson, Pajot, and Palmieri, I mean, probably not going to get too much for them, but you no. could, I think you could get some decent prospects for each of those players yeah. maybe package the players together. So it's gonna be interesting yeah. what the Islanders do, but I feel like they're they're gonna have to make some moves. Um just because I feel like they're they're in a they're in a good spot yeah. to be either the same team as they were this year, next year, mm-hmm. or they could spice some things up and yeah. um slot in some new players to the lineup. So it's gonna be yeah. interesting what the Islanders do. Yeah. No, I I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean I I like in terms of New York, I like the Rangers more. Um, so the Islanders, I don't know. They just like their team doesn't really stand out to me. 
Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. They've got great players, but I don't know. It's just the Patrick Y I think is a great hire for a coach, but it's going to take some time for them to, you know, get used to that. Definitely. Um, and yeah, to just round out this, this whole trade deadline tag, I, I know we're going to be talking about it a lot next week and who knows, maybe some of these players might even be moved slash these teams mm-hmm. will be trading players away. Um, but in my opinion, and you could chime in on this, I mean, or add any other teams, but um, I think the biggest buyers are going to be Vegas, the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we talked about that earlier, the Avalanche yeah. and the Bruins. Um, some of these teams are kind of pulling some some tricky uh, long-term injured reserve tricks where the players come back in the playoffs. So not saying it's uh, it's, it's wrong because it's it's no. it's. It's, it's, it's not against the rules, but yeah. damn, does it feel like cheating? <laughs> yeah, no, it does. And it's like, I don't know. I know the Knights got away with it last year. Um, but if it's in the rule book and it's allowed, that's just where NHL needs to make a change. Um, I, Eichel and Mark Stone are on the LTI yeah. right now. So, I mean, Which I think Vegas. A lot. Yeah, that, a lot that frees up like fucking almost 20 mil oh, in space. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be Vegas could get really good at the trade deadline. Um, but you know, they're going to have to, they're going to have to trade away some assets, um, to get any big names. So I could see like Vegas picking up some players like from the Islanders, like a Paul Mary or, um, you know, like a Paggio. Um, because I feel like Vegas, they can turn in, they can turn average players into impact players. So I know, I don't um, know how, like I, yeah. I don't know how they do it, honestly. But yeah, I think the Knights. I don't think they're going to win the cup this year. If I'm being honest, um, okay. But I think they have this. Well, I don't know though. If Mark Stone and Jack Heichel come back or are back I, by playoff time, I know they have another. They have another name on their team, like a big name. Then I'm going to shoot myself, but. <laughs> I don't know that the Knights are set up for the future. Um, I know that their owner, which is smart, he went for the cup in six years and got it. Good on you. But they've traded away some pieces. I mean, they got rid of Nick Suzuki. And who they? I think they got Max Pacioretty in that trade, getting rid of mm-hmm. Nick Suzuki. Which Pacioretty is on the fucking Capitals now, so. Yeah, like it was a quick, like rental, but I don't know. I mean, they I don't... they did good with it though. You know? They did. They I... they won a cup, and that's all you can ask for. But are they going to, like, what is going to re- a rebuild going to look like for them? Because I mean, Mark Stone is older. Jack, I mean, Jack Eichel's still he's in his prime right now. Yeah, he always gets freaking hurt, but he's a great player. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see them if they ever do rebuild because I feel like yeah. they're a team that they, they, they're trying to skip the rebuild and it's been successful for them. It has. Um, so it's going to be interesting coming around. They, I mean, I hate to say it, and this might make you mad. They remind me of the Tampa Bay Lightning when they yeah. their second season when they had a bunch of yeah. players on uh, yeah. the injured reserve. So it is going to be interesting to see what Vegas does at the deadline. Um, but I mean, going off these other teams, I know we talked about the Rangers already. They, they, yep. they're going to have to ball out a little bit. They always they do. Yep. We'll see though. I feel like they have a pretty good roster right now, so it might be kind of stupid to move any players. 
Yeah. Um, but I mean, the Avalanche, they're kind of a team that I wouldn't say they've flown on the radar. They've been good all season. Um, but they also have Landis Gog on the injury reserve. So that frees up some cap space for them. Um, I've also seen Gensel slotted in going to the Avs. That would be that would, that would be, be fucked, man. Yeah. Like the Avs yeah. would be a big threat if they get Gensel. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think the Avs. I mean, they've already won a cup, and I think last year what hurt them was injuries and just players not being completely ready. But this year, man, I mean, shit. I, they're one of my favorites in the West, I think, for the cup. Um, I know Vancouver's doing good still. Edmonton's Edmonton. But, I mean, it's hard to bet against the Avalanche. And if Yeah, if they're able to, again, like leverage that LTIR rule, like if it's allowed, like what are you going to do? I, I can't get too mad about it because – it's allowed at the end of the day, but I don't know. We'll yeah, see. I feel like I feel like we gotta go. We gotta do a deep dive into how the NHL could fix that. I think that would be a good thing yeah. for um, the off season and um, just to round yeah. out too with with this conversation. I know we haven't talked about it too much, but the Boston Bruins they have two elite goaltenders. They do. I feel like they're gonna move one of them at the trade deadline. I've heard Swayman's name a lot. Mm. Um, and I think the Bruins could, they could benefit a lot offensively from this. Um, yeah. And I mean, there's a lot of teams that need goalies right now, so they could get a pretty big haul for Swayman. I don't know if yeah. they trade Olmark. Um, I know Swayman does kind of have the age on Olmark, but um, I think the Bruins are definitely going to be another team. And just some honorable mentions, I think the Dallas Stars are also going to be pretty pretty active as well. Yeah. Um, and then probably the Tampa Bay Lightning, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, you kind of just have to. Like, it's just a competitive thing. Like, you can't, you don't want your rival to get this player and then it's going to screw. Like, <clears throat> like I think, I don't think Florida's really going to be buying much. They have a pretty solid team. Um, but, like, <clears throat> you wouldn't want, as Boston, you wouldn't want Florida to go out and get someone big. And yeah. really, Florida, too. Like, you don't want them to go out and, get these offensive players or whatever that's going to help them beat you. So it just gets competitive and you're like, these teams want to buy players when maybe they shouldn't. Yeah. I feel like it's a double-edged sword though. I feel like with a trade deadline, like you can, you can fucking lose some very valuable assets for a rental. So, and I've seen some examples of that happening in the past and bites the team in the ass a few years down the road. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be a I, yeah, like you said, I don't think it's as flashy of a trade deadline as some previous years have been, but I do think that some teams are gonna. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I mean, it could be it could get pretty flashy next week, yeah. but uh, I do think some teams are gonna be moving some some key players and and get, yeah, acquiring some key players. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm I'm stoked for next Friday, man. Yeah. No, me too. Um... Maybe on Saturday we could do like a quick live stream in the morning or something. <clears throat> Just kind of recapping. If there's anything like if it's pretty boring, I wouldn't say it's worth, but if there's something big, some big name that gets traded, I think it's worth us yeah. hopping on a Saturday and just chit-chatting or even if it's pretty short, but just reacting to it. But that wraps up episode number 20. Uh we are now week 20 into the NHL, which is crazy. Um 
I mean, shit, this season, it's been crazy the first half. I feel like the news and drama hasn't been totally crazy yeah, after the All-Star it's, break. It's definitely slowed down. But, I mean, now we get freaking NHL playoffs, so it doesn't even matter. Now we just get good hockey um, and seeing these teams round out. But if anyone listening, uh, if you guys like have anything that you guys want us to touch on, send us an email. Uh, actually, we, have, we do have an email. It's goodoldhockeypodcast1 at gmail.com. You can email us. Uh, it's G O O D O L H O C K E Y P O D C A S T one at gmail.com. Uh, any questions you have for us, anything you want us to touch on, or throw it in the comments too, if that's easier. Um, yeah, DM us, DM my personal DM, account if you want to. Yeah. Like any yeah. anything. If you guys got any suggestions, yeah. criticism, yeah. tell me that I'm a fucking dumbass with some of my takes. Yeah. I know I've. I've yeah. been uh, I've seen some of those things and it's 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 great. I love it. I love the engagement yeah. and um hey we're, we're we're getting better at this each episode so yeah. appreciate any sort of feedback even if it's harsh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. And that's what we're trying to build is just something you know, a community of fans across settle down like it's all sports but for us specifically it's you know, hockey fans, fans of the greatest sport in, in the world. Um <clears throat> so yeah. Leave us a comment. Any thoughts that you have, DM, whatever it is, doesn't matter. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to us. Make sure you follow us on whatever you're listening to us on. If it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anything. I want to promote the fuck out of this. But um, <laughs> another promotion, uh, I think it's not till a couple weeks from now, but we are going to be doing a bracket for March Madness for basketball, college basketball. Uh, Diego of Zooch and Wild is going to sponsor it it's a 50 dollars amazon gift card for the winner free entry no cost um the only thing is you have to be following us on at least instagram to <clears throat> actually get the gift card if you're just some random like you got to show that you're supporting us um but more will come on that in the future so make sure you follow our instagram so you can see that um and all the up- updates on that so other than that it's end of my spiel. Gally, I'll talk to you throughout the week, but we'll be back next week for some good, juicy trade deadline talk. So, oh, yeah. See you guys in the next one. Peace. Later.